Hello? You are welcome to Living Seas. We are grateful to our God who has created this time for us to be fashioned by His Word, even as we share together in them. This edition of Living Seas is still a continuation of the messages on the Christian home. We are persuaded that victorious domestic life is basic for victorious living and service. We hope that as you listen to us today, the Lord will begin to set your home to achieve the purpose for which He established it. May the Lord bless you. If you want to share intimately with us, even concerning your Christian home, to further pray, do well to share with us as you write. And remember the discipleship by corresponding program. If you will so desire to enroll right in today for the form. Our address is Living Seed, P.O. Box 971 Boko, Benway State, Nigeria. Living Seed, P.O. Box 971 Boko, Benway State, Nigeria. As you bow down to pray for this message, I invite a Bible teacher on this program to bring us words from the Lord. Brother Bele Akami. Shall we pray together? Father in heaven, we bless you. We honor you. We adore you for your very, very presence with us. We thank you for your loving kindness, your eagerness to make sure that our lives, our homes are kept in perfect order according to your will. Lord in heaven, even at this point we want to cry to you that you will stretch out your hands onto our hearts and open our eyes of understanding even for your word to come to us. Thank you because we know as we listen the word will mix with faith within us and it will do us good. We pray for all those that are having some turbulent periods in their families and as they listen today we will bring healing onto their relationship. Thank you. Even those that are living separated lives, we are asking that the Spirit of God will begin to bring them together. Thank you, Father, for we are praying together in Jesus' name. Amen. We want to thank God once again that we have the opportunity and the privilege to come your way with the Word of God. We are praying that as you listen to us today, as also from week to week, that the Spirit of God will fulfill the purpose for which this message is coming your way. We also ask that the Lord Himself will perfect all that concerns you, uh, both as an individual and as a family, in the name of Jesus Christ. Last week, we were still looking at what marriage is in Genesis chapter 2. And I just want to uh, quickly, today, round up what Genesis chapter 2 marriage is all about. Uh, we are going to still be looking at it because it is the principle by which you can operate your home and it will work out. Uh, but today I want to quickly look at what it was in the beginning. When did a change come into what God intended marriage to be? And could we see a difference and what causes all the confusion in many families today? 
That's the kind of thing we are trusting God to bring us into in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, the text we have been looking at since we started this uh, series uh, for some time now, we have looked at Matthew 19. Permit us to keep looking at it because it provides us a focus. The Lord Jesus himself speaking on what the marriage should be. And then we return back to Genesis chapter 2 and begin to see what exactly is the Lord saying concerning our home as it was supposed to be in the beginning. In Matthew 19 verse 4, And he answered and said to them, Have you not read that he which made them at the beginning made them male and female? And said, For this cause shall a man leave father and mother, and shall cleave to his wife, and they twain shall be one flesh. Wherefore there are no more two, but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let not man put asunder. Verse 6. May God bless his word to your heart, in Jesus' name. Now again, why are we going back to Genesis chapter 2? It is because, to every question about any problem in marriage, the way Jesus decided to answer it is to refer us back to what was God's original pattern for it. And I want to say to you, you cannot be wiser than the Lord Jesus. Your marriage problem will be resolved if you can take a little time to listen to the Word of God. To go back and let's study what God wanted it to be. Now again Jesus said that he that made them at the beginning, he made them male and female. And we now saw when we went back to Genesis chapter 2 that actually when God made them, he made them male and female, we could see the difference. We, can, we could discover as we study that God didn't make them equal. And that is why when you look at verse 18, God really didn't say, I will make him a helpmate for him. These are common mistakes that several of us have made when we are viewing marriage. Some husbands, some wives, they regard their wives or their husbands as their mate. But if you read that scripture very well, there's nothing like mate in that scripture. God didn't say, we're making a help mate. It is not M-A-T-E. It is M-E-E-T. That is, a help that is fitting. A help that is complementary, a help that is uniquely correct, uniquely fitting onto his life. The one that helping to meet up to standard, not a mate. And we must say here that you and your wife, you are not classmates. You and your husband, you are not mates. That's not how God wanted it. Now, when you think yourself to be mates, you will keep comparing and contrasting and competing and thinking that yes. What my husband can do, why can't I do it? That's not how God intended it from the beginning. So when you understand Genesis chapter 2 marriage, that what God did was that there is a missionary in the life of the man for which God is bringing the woman to come and compliment. That was where we stopped as we studied Genesis 2 marriage uh, last week. I want to go on from there. And we read verse 22. This is Genesis chapter 2 verse 22. Please follow us now. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman 
and brought her unto the man. And from that I'm discovering, and I'm, I want to press it again to you, that all the missing aspects of your life, all the missing weaknesses of your life, all the things that you are saying, Car, I wish I could do this. I wish I can remember this. I wish I can fit into this. If you look carefully, and if you are patient enough, you will discover that God has kept all those missing aspects of your life, kept it in your wife. That your wife might come in to compliment you. That your wife may come in to make you complete. That those things that are missing in your life, those areas of lack in your, in your, in your life, might be found abundantly in your wife. That is God's purpose. And I am praying that instead of you emphasizing what your wife doesn't have, that's not the issue. When you compare yourself with your wife, say, well, you are not like me. You are not like me. You don't have enough wisdom like I do. No, God didn't intend it that way. God meant that the wisdom you have, she doesn't have it so that you can fill it up. And the patience that you think your wife don't have, and you think, I mean, your husband don't have, that you think you have, God was willing that you will come in and fit in, that the two of you might become complete and you might become one. Now let's now go back to scriptures. That scripture now said in verse 23, we are still dealing with Genesis chapter 2. I pray that God will help you to know what I am saying. In Genesis 2 verse 23, Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Please take note of what I am saying now. There is a realization that Adam came to discover which is also necessary for every marriage to really, really assume the purpose of God. The man said, This is now bone of my bones. When the man saw his wife, he didn't see the wife as a separate entity coming from nowhere or just trying to intrude my life or just trying to come and disturb me. No. She saw the woman as the bone of his bones. Now, I want you to note that preposition there. He said, this is now bone of my bones. That is, this woman is part of my bone. This woman is flesh of my flesh. It's like, look, that woman is an extension of myself. That woman is exactly part of me. Whatever problem you see in that woman, that is me. That is my problem. Whatsoever good thing you can see in that woman, that is part of me. It is me that flowed into her. It is my life that flowed into, into her. It is my weakness that flowed into her. When the man saw the wife like that, she call, he called the name of the wife, woman. I want you to note what I'm drawing your attention to because by the grace of God, we will see where those things changed and where problems entered into marriage before we close today. Now the Bible said, and she shall be called woman. She shall be regarded woman. She shall be placed woman. Not because of what she is doing. Not because of the benefits I am deriving from her. Not because she is always available for me to use her. Not because she is obedient or submissive. Even 
even though we are expecting everyone to be submissive, but the reason why she is called woman was none of all such is because she was taken out of me. That was the realization, or I rather call it a revelation, that the man had about his wife in the beginning. Now, several of you listening to me now, if God will open your eyes to see your wife, not as the daughter of Mr. Somebody, but as a bone out of your bone, the flesh out of your flesh, and that she is woman, she is what she is today, because she is taken out of you. And she is brought back to your life by God to complement or to complete what is missing in your life. Your attitude to her will change. Now, I know that many of you, when you look at your hand, no matter how your hand is troubling you, because it's part of your body, do you throw it away? Do you stand up there criticizing your hand and say, this is my hand, sir. It's very foolish. It's a very foolish hand. Have you ever heard anybody saying like that about his own hand? No. The reason is because he knew that if you abuse your hand, actually you are abusing yourself. If anybody looked at me and said, look at your nose. It's so long. He's not abusing my nose. He's abusing my very self. That's exactly what it is. When a man decides to beat his wife, it is actually a foolish thing. Because you have never seen a man beating himself. Many times your wife has done something and you decided to be to revenge. You decided to withdraw. You decided to be annoyed. You decided to abuse her. And I kept wondering, when last you did something wrong, did you beat yourself? When last you broke the plate in the family? Did you call yourself down and you started abusing yourself from morning to night and say, Kai, this myself self, you are very big, you are a vagabond. You are always destroying things. Is that what you said about yourself? No, you pampered yourself. You quickly explained why the thing happened. You quickly saw that it slipped out of your hand and you quickly pardoned yourself. But for your wife, you kept reminding her. For the past three weeks, even for one year, you never kept quiet. Madam, the little mistake your husband had made, did you not continue to remind him about it every time? Any little quarrel that came, you said, that's how you did the other time. Did you remember to continue to criticize yourself for the mistake you made five years ago? This reason is because the revelation that Adam saw, the Genesis 2 marriage kind of understanding has not done on you. That this woman is the bone of my bones, is the flesh of my flesh. She is called woman not because she is beautiful. And some people say, well, you are my wife because you are beautiful. You are my wife because you are productive. You are my wife because you have children for me. And if you don't have children for me, what are you again? No, it is not because she is going to have children for you. It's not because she is cooking for you. It's not because she is beautiful. Is because that is the bone of your bones. That is the flesh of your flesh. That is the person in whom God has decided to put by design everything that is missing in your life. You may not discover it today, but I'm praying that the Holy Spirit will help you to begin to see that as you go on in this study. That those things that are missing in your life, those things that are your weaknesses,
If you take time, if you pray, if you kneel down, if you humble yourself, you will soon discover that your wife has all those potentials that will be released such that at no point will your life lack any good thing. That was the plan of God. God didn't make you to be complete in yourself by yourself. God didn't make you to be perfect in yourself by yourself. God created a loophole for that woman to come in. Now look at the Bible. Therefore, verse 24, shall a man leave his father and his mother, and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. Let's take note of this. Therefore, shall a man leave his father and his mother, and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. What is the reason? What is the therefore that? Why should a man leave his father and mother? Now, listen, in Genesis chapter 2, God wanted you to understand that marriage is a cleaving of a man unto his wife. And what is the therefore there? Because you can see a therefore in verse 24, which I will draw your attention to as you read other scriptures in the New Testament. The Bible said, therefore, what is the purpose of that therefore? The reason is because this woman is the bone of my bones. She is the flesh of my flesh. She is the rib that God took away from my life to make me complete. She is the one that God decided to make and prepare and design and sensitize specifically for your life. Therefore, you will leave your father. The man, your father, your, your, your mother, the basis of which many, many homes are broken. Many homes are broken because of the interference of father-in-laws and mother-in-laws, which we will deal with later on. But I want to say to you, that that mama that you are cleaving onto, that your father that you keep going up and down with, and you are running back and I will tell my father, let me tell you something. Your father is not the bone that is missing in your life. No matter how close you are to them, you will still discover that there is a secret in your life that you cannot show to your father. There is something in your life that you cannot share with your sister. There is something in your life that your mother, no matter how good she is, cannot fit into. Only your wife has been made to do that. Only your wife has been made to fit into your life. So the Bible says, for this reason. For this reason, there is a reason. For you to leave your father and your mother and cleave and hold tightly unto this woman that God had given to you. So in Genesis 2 we saw the, the man. Not the woman now. You see, in our culture, we expect that when you marry a new wife, she should leave her father and her mother. And come to join the family of the husband. That is our common natural marriage, what we have come to see marriage to be. But Genesis 2 marriage says, no, it is the man that will leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife and say, look, this is the one that God had brought into my life. My friend, I want you to listen. If your marriage must work well, will you please leave your senior brothers and your junior brothers whom you are always bringing in to interfere, interfere between you and your wife? Will you recognize that no matter how close, how useful they are being to you, they are not the bone of your bones. They are not the flesh of your flesh. You might be imagining that, but we came from the same womb. 
But we will we serve the same blessed. I'm sorry to inform you. Though you serve the same bread with those people, though you came from the same womb, though you may think that ah, you took the same blood, the truth of the matter is this that each one of them there's a missing rib in their life. Your junior sister, as good as she is, she's a missing rib of someone else, not yourself. And the more you cleave to her, the more you discover your life has no meaning. So now the Bible said. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother. If you look at the, uh, Matthew 19, you will again see the same uh, therefore in that scripture. Look at Matthew chapter 19 and I suppose verse 5. Let's quickly check it together. Matthew 19 and uh, verse 5. The Bible said, And he said, For this cause shall a man leave father and mother. And shall cleave to his wife, and they twain shall be one flesh. Please take note of this. The two of them, when they cleave together, when they join together, they become one flesh. So Jesus said, Wherefore, they are no more two, but one flesh. The implication of that, we will study when next we are now looking at the principles for Christian home. God will grant us understanding. But I want us to now go back to the Genesis 2. Because I want to introduce you to something that happened in Genesis chapter 3. Now the Bible said, And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and they were not ashamed. So we again saw that in Genesis 2, there was nothing to be ashamed of. There was complete acceptance, and there was complete openness. Complete openness. Nobody covered anything from another. Because they have come to realize that, yes, that's my goal. This is my bone, and they were willing to accept, to embrace each other, to bear with each other, whatever weakness, what they were willing to, inter, to become interwoven onto one another. And both of them were naked, the man and his wife, and they were not ashamed. May God help you to understand this. They were living like that in Genesis 2. They were relating like that in Genesis 2. Both of them were naked, the man and his wife. And they were not ashamed, there was no embarrassment, there was no problem. There was joy in that relationship. But then go quickly to Genesis chapter 3. And that's the other aspect. That's the genesis of trouble in Christian marriage. The genesis of troublous homes. The genesis of confusion in families. The genesis of problems in families. That's where it has come. And I want you to bow your heart as you look at that scripture. In verse 1, the Bible says, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, As, as God said, You shall not eat of, the, of every tree of the garden. I know you know that story. But I will be showing you something that he did he left in their marriage. May God grant you understanding today in the name of Jesus Christ. Now the Bible said, Why do I enjoy while they were both naked to one another and there's no problem. While the marriage was going on and they enjoyed their honeymoon, the Bible reported that now the serpent. I want to say to you that behind every interruption in marriage, behind every abrupt misunderstanding between husband and wife, is the serpent, the devil. Many times you stand and you are beating your wife, you are fighting your wife. I want to tell you, it is the serpent that came in. And in Genesis chapter 3, 
which introduced the origin of sin, the origin of trouble in the family, you will now see what happened. In verse 10, in verse 9, when they made a mistake, I mean when they are falling to sin, when sin entered into the life of the wife, and sin entered into the life of the husband, their marriage also was affected. Their marriage was distorted. And I would like to quickly begin to introduce you to the problem that happened. So that as we go on from here next week, God might open your eyes to see where the remedia, where the problem of hardness of heart that Moses was referring to, that allowed him to, to give them the permission to, I mean, to destroy or to divorce or to break away. I want you to see it. Now the Bible said, When the Lord God called unto Adam in verse 9, and he said, Where are you? Adam said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked, and I hid myself. Now you will notice something quickly in that verse 10. You will remember that now, Adam no longer talked about his wife. Adam no longer remembered his wife. Adam now talk about himself. I heard your voice. I was afraid. I was naked. And I hid myself. You can begin to see a new principle in the, in the marriage now. The principle of selfishness. The principle of my, 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 my. The principle of individualism. I would like to stop here. Because time will not permit me to go beyond here. I want to ask you. As your marriage become interrupted because of the serpent, as your marriage become in, gone into shambles because the principle of individualism, the principle of selfishness, I, 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 you are always touching your, your chest. You are always beating your chest every time. How can you talk to me like that? How can you face me like that? How can I do this? How can I do that? Madam, are you beginning to emphasize now? My salary, my clothes, my brothers, my sisters, my mother, my father. Maybe serpent has already entered your family. Maybe the serpent has already visited your home. It is the devil that spoils honeymoon and turns your wife to become, you know, a box that you keep boxing every day. Today, I want you to pray. Look around. Maybe the serpent is the one that has interrupted what God is planning for you as a family. Bow down and cry to God right now. Speak unto the Lord and say, God, the serpent has done something in our family. We want you to intervene. We want you to help us. And God Almighty, who answers prayer, is going to do something about it as we pray with you right now. Our brother will lead you in this prayer. God bless you. Father, we want to thank you today. Thank you because, oh God, you are pointing us to the fact of what has interrupted and introduced the sicknesses in our homes. But Lord, we are asking that having talked to us, we will stand up today and throw away self and throw away all relatives and all the introductions of the devil and cleave to our wives so that we will become one flesh and standing before you without shame. Thank you that Lord you do this miracle in various homes. For we are praying together in Jesus' name. Amen.
Marriage is a cleaving of a husband to his wife. Trying to fit yourself or any of the relatives into your loopholes introduces the sickness your home is suffering from today. It is the devil. It is Satan that introduced all this. Turn to the Lord today. Turn to his principles. Turn away from yourself. And God will bring a healing into your family. God bless you. As you want to share further with us, I request for discipleship by correspondent form. Write Living Sin, P.O. Box 971, Boko, Benue State, Nigeria. Living Sin, P.O. Box 971, Boko, Benue State, Nigeria. God bless you.